Princess here, and welcome to another episode of By the Pumpkin. Um, guys, I'm sad to say that um, BTS has released a new single, and I'm all in on it. <laughs> and I like it so much that I'm I didn't like it so much. I'm a little embarrassed. Um, as you guys know. Um, so in terms of like K-pop groups, it is interesting that I even like BTS because one, they're a boy group and two, there's too many of them. I don't like, I like four or five tops. I don't like the seven or 25 or 86, you know, some of these bigger groups. Um, (laughs) and you know, I do they do get me with certain things, but I was, you know, I didn't like, what's that one life goes on or what? I didn't like that. I don't, I usually don't like English language, uh, songs. Dynamite was an English language song, but that that I did like, and butter is too, but I usually don't like English language. I don't like groups over four or five. I don't like boy groups. And so I was like, whatever they're going to release, it's going to be fine. I'll look at it. Of course, what else will I do in my, in my late night, uh, watching. I'm actually not doing much of it right now because I'm so fucking busy, but uh, we'll get to it. Um, But I watched it and at first I was like, wait, do I like this? I think I like this. I think I'm into it. And by like the seventh watch, I was like, this is for me. This is for me. This was made for me. You know what I think it is? I think like if you go back to, because they've been in the group a very long time. If you go, go back to some of their earlier stuff, what they're putting out right now doesn't look anything like that. And right now they are very in a pop R&B, you know what? It's like when, uh, what's the one when NSYNC put out that song, You Should Be My Girlfriend, and Nelly was on, was, uh, did a feature on the track. It's very much that. It's a, it's a, it's pop, but it's like, we know where the good, get the good chicken pop, you know? I don't know how else to describe it. I think that's why I'm enjoying them so much these days. I watched like every stage they did for uh, Dynamite stages. Like they call they call performances stages in, in K-pop. And so I've watched every performance they've done from the Grammys was really good. And, uh, and, that, and I'm really excited to see, I want them to release a choreography video for Butter. Not, not teaching you how to do the choreography. It's where they just give you the, the shots of the video where they're doing the choreography um, or practice video. I like to see that too. Cause I want to see what the dances are. And you know, like I said, I don't really like the English language stuff um, because it's nonsense. <laughs> and you know, if it's nonsense in a different language, I don't know that. <laughs> but, like in dynamite, uh, they talk about getting up putting their shoes on and drinking a cup of milk. Like, what is that? What does that mean? You drink a cup of milk before you go out in the town so you could, so you could dance on the town. That's, that's weird. Um, even in, uh, butter, there's some things that I'm like, mm, did you guys use Google translate or whoever wrote this? They use Google translate. Cause some of this stuff doesn't make any sense, but I like the song. I like the beat. I like the aesthetic of it. And that's the other thing about K-pop is that, um, I often watch videos for a long time before I've decided that I like a song. And, and with most other stuff, I like words, but this, I, 
I get attached to visuals and then the words mean something to me. But I really liked it. I think Jen is doing a great job. You guys know that Jen is my bias right now. And it's because I believe he's untalented. And I don't mean that. I don't mean that in like he has no talent. I mean that like when they talk about all the rest of the group, the way the group was formed, because it was going to be like a hip hop rap group, the way the group was formed, the way they put people together, um, they're like this guy, he, you know, he was, he was in the underground rap scene for years and he won this dance concert, blah, 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 blah. This guy was doing this, this, this. And they're like, and Jen got off a bus and was tall. And we wanted and I'm just like, I have to stand someone who just got off a bus and was tall. And it's like in one of the biggest pop groups in the entire motherfucking world. Like when you are scrolling, I hardly ever look at comments on YouTube. But when I always take a second to scroll a little bit underneath um, these K-pop videos. And there's always a million languages down there. And like there, I don't know. Here you are, Jen, just like living your best life because you were tall. And so that's, I have to stay in him. So I think, I thought he got some good uh, parts in this. I mean, his lip gloss is popping. His makeup looks good, guys. They're the, on the first bridge, um, when they're in black and white and they're holding up like, it, I guess they're supposed to look like they're in jail because it's like smooth like a criminal butter. <laughs> and that little piece, he's so good in that. I was like, Jen, you're getting it, baby. You're getting it. I also had a very good, I have, I've developed an appreciation for Jimin. I've always had an appreciation for him. He looks like um, a lesbian. I would let buy me a drink in a bar I used to go to called Hershey's. And that's what he looks like to me. And he looks like he teaches high school PE. I love it. Um, I'd be very into him if his name was like Rachel. And so... <laughs> Um, I like his hair in this there. He does the second bridge and, um, he pulls down, he pulls up his sunglasses and he's like in a suit. I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, Ooh Jimin, you're looking good over there. You're looking, you're looking good. Um, and I, and, and you know what? I'm going to, I think sugar is very cute in this. Sugar is very cute. I don't think he smiles a lot. Um, when he is doing his, um, rap, um, towards the end and he's kind of shaking side to side and he's like it's there's a part that says hate us and then the court and then like the background goes I love us and he says hate us and he's kind of like swinging like I was like oh I like that I like that sugar I think you're going up in, in my estimation in my ranking of this group I, I really like you um I also think they did a good job I mean the the choreography is interesting and I'd like to see more of it um I think they did a great job of um, giving equity in parts on this. Everybody's got a part. Everybody, like, they're, uh, everybody's got a piece of it. I mean, J-Hope's part at the end where he's doing the call and response is so good. Um, there's a part in the video where, where they're all dancing in an elevator individually. J-Hope's part is so good. I mean, obviously, that's what he's there for the dance. Um, I also think V is so good at being in a suit and looking like a cool guy. I don't know how else to describe it. He's so good at that. Uh, I saw on a press conference that his new look is light brown hair permed into an afro, and I don't like that. So, <laughs> so I don't know, V. I'll catch you at your next, I'll catch you on the next era or on the next style that you're going to do. I think uh, Jungkook's 
uh, blue purple hair is beautiful. I don't like those crystals on the side of his head, but I, I you know, he's, I, I wouldn't call him, I mean, obviously he's not the leader, RM is the leader, but I think of him as like almost the face of the group. I mean, his face is almost always, he's always in the center. He's an amazing dancer. Uh, he's got a smooth voice uh, and he gets a lot of close-ups usually. You know, he's, of course he's a handsome, handsome motherfucker, but those two crystals on the side of his face, I was like, turn off. Nope, I don't like that. Um, and the other thing I didn't like was at the end when J-Hope is eating butter, because I know for a fact butter tastes disgusting. And I know this because when I was younger, I, I don't know, I just felt like butter made everything taste good. And I was like, that's because butter tastes good. And I tried to go in the refrigerator and get some butter and eat it. And I was like, ew. And so when he's literally eating butter, I don't like that. Mm -mm. I was like, J-Hope, that's weird. Don't do that. Yeah, I like the video. I'm looking forward to the stages. I'm looking forward to, the, like I said, I want to see the part B videos, the one where they do a lot of outtakes. They give us the same move, music video, but they give us all the outtakes of the music video. This is, this is, I mean, I'm not saying that other types of pop don't do this. I mean, they do, but it's, remember in K-pop, you must generate a ton of content at all times. So you can't just have a music video. You need a music video with the B-sides, the things that didn't make the cut put together to make a, another music video. Then you need to do a music video where there's a, where it's just the, you know, cause obviously music videos are a bunch of different setups of different things. And the choreography video is where the part where they're just doing the dance. And there's usually two separate um, setups where they're dancing in different clothing. They just give you those spliced together. So you can see the entire choreo choreography. And I'm really interested to know like what people are doing when certain things are happening. Like what's the other guy doing? Um, I can't wait for that. I want to see a, a, a practice and that's when they're, they're just, I mean, just what I said, they're just practicing. Um, they're, they're often in they're A lot of times we're to believe that they are just doing their daily practice that they would normally do, but the outfits they're wearing are usually like, somebody got dressed to do this. Even with like uh, with the girl groups and stuff, a lot of times they're wearing, they're, they've been styled, they're wearing matching clothes. So it's not like they just came to dance, dance practice, but um, BTS doesn't usually look, they're not usually like on stages, sometimes they are wearing matching clothes, but not in practices. Uh, if you go to like an ITZY practice video, they are wearing matching clothes or like if somebody's wearing like a print, sweats then the other person's wearing the top and like that um they're supposed to they, we're so we're supposed to believe that this is just part of their this is just part of their daily stuff we just you know we practice the song we practice the dancing but it is it becomes a performance in itself if you look at love sick girls uh dance practice video on youtube for uh black pink um it looks like they're on a stage it they're looks like they're on a movie video set. They're dressed, like it's just, yeah, it, it, they came to make this video. But anyway, I'm still, I'm looking forward to that because I want to see them. Um, I'm looking, like I said, I'm looking forward to all the stages because just the way they perform different bits is always interesting to me. Like why, like you get into like 10 stages in and like, so let's take Dynamite. V stops saying certain parts of the song. Like there's a certain part where he says talk to talk and he never says that anymore. He never vo vocalizes that. He uh, just kind of does a little dance to it. And 
he he used to also uh, Iron was supposed to like connect with him while they do that, and it depends on like where how the stage is set up whether they do that. Um, I'm just interested in those nuances of those, and I was like fully expected, I fully prepared to be like, all right, just you're just gonna watch this video one time, and then you're gonna move on because there are a couple of other like groups that. I'm just now hearing some things from them and I want to go back and look at all of their stuff. I want to go back to the, when they were formed and I want to be like, okay, tell let me see what they were doing this era and this era and this era. So I was like, you know, I had something else to worry about, but yeah, I'm really, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm all, I'm all in on butter. I'm all fucking in on it. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, what else did I watch today? That, that came out on the 21st. That was yesterday. Maybe it was the day before. It's only got a hundred and like thirty million views on it. It broke all of YouTube's little records, but I mean, it was going to that. The their fan base is like incredibly <sighs> persistent, which is why I also I often feel bad. Like I don't like I want to talk about what I'm doing, but I'm also like worried that <laughs> someone will be hear me say that Jen is untalented and not like get the context that like actually. I love the way his voice cracks. I love it when he like misses dances because I'm like, doesn't fucking matter. Jimin's over there like rocking it out, doing everything. Jimin in this white suit with this unicorn hair pulled back and like, I mean, he's just looking fucking amazing and he and he goes so hard in the dance and Jin, we'll see what happens. And guess what? We probably get paid exactly the same. <laughs> so cute. Anyway. Um, another thing I did, cause I'm, I've been working on a freelance thing and I've been super busy this week, super, super busy. And today though, while I was finishing up some more work, I turned on Amazon prime to look for a movie. Um, I don't know. I just a random movie to see if I could like make it as background noise. And I saw that pink Alicia Moore heart is, has like a concert video. I mean, a concert movie up. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. Now, obviously I want to watch it because I love concert videos, uh, concert movies where they're doing like, it's like a little documentary where they're doing behind the scenes and then you see some of the performance. I love shit like that because I'm a behind, behind the scenes bitch. I'm just like nosy. I want to know all the shit. I want to get all up in that. So like, I, like I'm not even a Ricky Martin fan. I watched Ricky Martin's. I was walking around his house seeing shebang for like a week, okay? Because, and I always get bowled over by them or won, won over by them because uh, I'm just like, oh, this is so great. This is interesting. And they're always like setting things to music. Like Katy Perry's was really good. Katy Perry's was, and I, and I wouldn't consider myself a Katy Perry fan, but I was like, oh, this is actually, I think it's called Part of Me. It was really good. Um, Jennifer Lopez has one and it chronicles right after her divorce from Mark Anthony and... American Idol stuff and that was really good she talks about her like there's a scene where she's on the I guess a bus and and the camera's on her and there's like loud noise behind her and she goes that's my mother and she's like that's my mother that's what she does this in every room she's ever in and they kind of like she talks about how her mother wanted all the things her mother wanted to do and how she she went through Jennifer for that. like I don't know I just found it interesting I found the, I found some of the stuff with the kids interesting anyway it was good I watched Ariana Grande's, it was boring, but I might be cause I'm too old, but I don't know. It, it just was boring to me. I didn't, it didn't really get into a lot of stuff that I wanted to get into. Um, 
Yeah, I, I love the, Beyonce. Beyonce puts out these things. I, I love those things. If Beyonce can put out a new, uh, a new one, like, if she can do this every two years, I'd, I'd be ecstatic. I'd really like to see process and, and because we don't hear Beyonce talk about things. I like to hear her talk about why she's doing things and what motivates her. And, you know, I really respect Beyonce's hustle. If I don't love everything she puts out, I, I do absolutely respect her hustle. And I like to hear about her creative process. So... I was like, I'm going to watch this. But my first thought was this. Who's still going to a pink concert in 2019? Who who buys? Listen, I like pink, okay? She's, that's, she's my type of bitch. I really enjoy her. Um, I'll definitely, especially when she was black. Y'all remember when she used to be black? There you go. <laughs> you make me sick, remember? She used to be black, okay? <laughs> And I'll definitely put that music on anytime she releases something. I, I mean, she's been consistently releasing music apparently. And anytime she releases something, I'll listen to it. I don't, I like, I like that she writes. I, her, I think she's talented. I, you know, um, don't let me get me. I mean, she's, she's got some great fucking shit. And I also enjoy that all her songs seem to be about how she hates her husband. Yet she's still married to him. I can relate. All I do is complain about my fucking husband. All I do is, is in my podcast, in my right, all I do is fucking talk about how terrible love is. And yet here I fuck I am. <laughs> I actually, uh, I actually had to, to stop there for a second. Cause as soon as I started saying that he came out of the fucking garage for no reason, just to look at me. He bothers me every time I do shit like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. So, you know, I don't hate pink. I enjoy, enjoy her. Uh, she's got some stuff I like. I want her to divest from working with Eminem. Um, I think Eminem is like one of the biggest mistakes that we have made in pop culture. And not that I think he's bad at what he does. I think that it is, I can't believe I just can't believe, yes, I do believe that, I, but I'm sad to believe that we let Eminem do a lot of the shit he fucking did. And she's still working with him. Um, but yeah, I just want to know who's going to a concert in like 2019 for Pink. Like, who's going to buy a ticket? But I guess, you know, when I asked this on Twitter, they were like middle-aged white moms. I was like, oh, okay. But, you know, when I saw the the movie, I was like, mm, there's a lot of young people in this crowd, a lot of young people. So... I don't know. Maybe they saw her at the Grammys on like a rope or something. She does give a good show. I'll give you that. I've seen, I think she did another, she did another, um, tour movie documentary, whatever. And cause I've never, obviously never been to her concert. I've never been to a concert. So I've never seen that shit. And it looks like you get your fucking money's worth. She, she's definitely out here fucking performing and she's singing live. Everybody's got a backing track. I'm, I, I don't even want to have that fucking conversation. Everybody's got a backing track, but she is fucking, her mic is on and she is singing live. And she's also up in the air, flipping around and playing the drums and, and jumping and dancing and kicking and shit. And I'm like, all right, whatever you paid to get in there, you got your money's worth. So it's not like I'm like, I can't believe how dare they spend that money. No, I'm just saying, I'm, I just want to know like what the dynamics of, and of her concerts are. I just, I don't know. It just seems strange to me. Also, when you think about it, that's how musicians make their money is touring. 
right? You know, releasing an album doesn't make you money. Touring makes you the fucking money. And so the fact that she is touring makes a lot of sense. I, um, you know, Pink in general, I like her. She seems fine. She seems down to earth. Uh, I, I don't watch what, watch what happens live, but I saw her on watch what happens live for some reason. Maybe I was flipping through the channels or maybe it came on after something else I was watching. And she did say black lives matter on watch what happens live. And she was the first person again, I don't watch the show. But she's like, I, I feel like she was one of the first people, white people I saw on like cable or like in media saying that, like, and she said it very casually, like she's just talking about something else and she's like, and by the way, Black Lives Matter. But, which I appreciate, but also like, you kind of have to if you're a white woman who wears a do-rag in 2021. And she does wear a do-rag all the time. <laughs> and a t-shirt, like during the documentary, she's wearing like a t-shirt that says Tupac and a do-rag looking like Aunt Jemima. And okay, so yeah, you, I, like Black Lives Matter is the least I expect from you. Um. Yeah, she seems fine. I I enjoyed watching her interact with her kids and her talking about what it's like to be someone who um, is ambitious and works, like, especially the way she works, like where when she works, she's gone for a year, you know? And also raising a kid and also dealing with like all her traumas and shit from when she was a kid to like, and how parenting if you are trying very hard, parenting is confronting a lot of the shit that you aren't, that, that you thought was over because you need to deal with it in, in order to be a better parent. It's, it's part of the gig, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I, it was fine. It was, it was, I, you know, I got my work done and I was, and I liked watching it. Carrie Hart. Like I haven't seen Carrie Hart in a long time. Do you guys remember when Carrie Hart, there used to be, a fucking tattoo reality TV show. They were in a hotel, a big hotel. I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't know Vegas like that. It was, it's a hotel everybody goes to. They're in a big hotel in Vegas. They had a little tattoo shop in there. And Carrie Hart was like a half owner. And then the other owner was this other dude who was the main person in the reality TV show. So Carrie would come sometimes, mostly with other people. And people would have to get fired like every day because they would just hire fucking randos who wanted to be on TV. And there was always some fight and always some drama and always... It, I do not remember the name of this fucking show, but that's the last time I saw Carrie Hart. Oh, and I remember seeing him on The Surreal Life where Omarosa, never forget this, Omarosa was yelling at him and told him, I'm not pink. <laughs> I just thought it was such a random fucking thing to say. And he didn't really say anything. He just was like, he just kind of rolled his eyes because I think they were like having to build something. I should revisit The Surreal Life. Um... Yeah, so I was like, what is, and was it like part of his job to like die every night, right? Didn't he like get on like a little motorcycle and die every night? Didn't he do something like that? You can't do that now. What's he, 40 something, 50? I don't know if he's 50. Maybe he's 45. And then also I love, I love to think about like how Pink has written all these songs about the parts of their relationships that are fucked up. Um, that, and some, and like, obviously, um, when you're writing songs, you're drawing on personal experience, but they don't necessarily have to be like a thing you're going through right now. But she has publicly said many of her, um, like certain songs are like, you listen to the lyrics, they are really about him, about their breakup, about all kinds of things. 
you know what? I was thinking, the reason I watched it is because Pink does give good interview like that. And her behind the music is one of the best ones. Um, and that's what I really probably should do. I should probably see if I can watch fucking behind the music, like a bunch of episodes of that, because those are good. But Pink's behind the music is very fucking good. Um, yeah, I just wonder, like, he has to, so he's on tour with her, and I'm just like, so every night you have to, like, listen to her sing songs that you know are about you and about how you're not good enough, and that's probably why I like some of her music, because she's always mad at somebody. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I was thinking, like, when I was watching, I was like, if I met Pink, like, at the carpool line, would I be friends with her? And... I decided I would be friends with her. She could be a mom friend. You know, I don't have very many of them, mostly because I object to the the term mom friend. But, <laughs> but could she be a mom friend? Yes. As long as when I saw her, she wasn't dressed like Aunt Jemima. If she had a do-rag on her head and a Tupac shirt on, I certainly would be like, I gotta go. I don't have time for all that. I don't have time for this white lady right now. But if she's just like wearing regular fucking clothes and, you know, would be a curmudgeon, curmudgeon with me, would just sit sit back with me and be like, this is bullshit. Mm. I, got, I took off work to come here. I, I need to see my kids part and then we need to go. <laughs> if she if she would like sit back and do that with me, sure. I'd, I'd probably be friends with her. Um, she seems well-meaning. She just... I don't know. She doesn't, I feel, I also feel like if she were like an asshole, we'd know by now, but maybe she is an asshole. And I just missed it. Cause sometimes I miss stuff. Maybe there's like a whole fucking thing out there about her, about how, how she's the N word or something I'm, I'm saying maybe like, that's something I don't know. Please don't get me up here slandering pink. I don't know. Although I'm going to be real with you. Pink seems like if I met her when she was 17, 18 years old, she used the N word with me because she thinks she'd think it would be okay. Uh, I got no proof of that. Just a feeling. <laughs> anyway, um, guys, so this week, like I said, I've been very busy with the free extra freelance work and shit and, you know, school's winding down for the kids. So there's tons of shit to do. And also like I did a bunch of podcasts this week, uh, on the Patreon podcast, um, which you can find at patreon.com backslash by pumpkin. I did a, our, my second meet the Barkers episode in which I talked for two and a half hours, barely about the Barkers, but I, people liked it. So check it out. Um, I also recorded then on Wednesday night, I recorded. All right. So Wednesday during the day, I recorded my, my bonus episode and that went out on Thursday, Wednesday at night. I recorded with Liz for feathers in my hair. I have absolutely no idea what I said. I could have said all kinds of crazy shit on there. I don't even remember. It's Saturday night. I don't know what I fucking said. But, um, I definitely, I like, we, but I think the main thing, the main takeaway is this, is that it was hard for us to figure out what episode I was supposed to watch because it seemed like all this stuff already happened. Uh, we talked about Devoin and Nova and Brie and, um, Brianna and Nova being left at, at Nova didn't walk in the house till 1022 and didn't nobody fucking notice. <laughs> Nova in these streets, I guess. That's, you know, she come home when she fucking feel like it. We talked about Jade and her never ending cycle. We talked about Kale. Guys, I love to talk about Kale. I am a Kale. In my, at my worst, I am Kale. And it's because 
I have all the same like fucking issues she had that that I uh, have all the same like childhood traumas and attachment styles and that like and that like I have now I want to control everything because I was on this roller coaster when I was younger and now and I, I didn't like to be in control and now I want to be in control of everything so then if somebody else wants to be in control then I'm in odds with them sometimes I let the, my emotions get the better of me. Uh, not setting boundaries unless you're super angry at people. That's all kill shit. Uh, fortunately for me, I am working through it. <laughs> and so I can do, I'm like getting over those things and, you know, every, we're all a work in progress. But um, I recognize these things and now I can work to move through them. I think Kale is a little ways from, rec- I think she's starting to recognize it. Like sometimes she'll be like, I don't know why I did that. That was stupid. But the next step is, is recognize that you're about to do it before you do it. <laughs> she'll get there. I mean, her kids will be 35 years old, but she'll get there. <laughs> we talked about that. We talked about Barr and Ashley and guys, I think Barr's cute. I do. I think Barr, like if I were in my twenties and still dating junior gang members and ex-cons, Barr would be like on my radar, but on my radar in a, oh, I'm going to have to support this motherfucker for the rest of my life. He's got tattoos on his face and double eyebrows. That, that's a lot going on. So we talked about them for a while and this, I don't know, this uh, GED that doesn't fucking matter because he's never going to get a job anyway. You know, it was cool. Um, and it's always easy to talk to Liz. You know, Liz is a friend. Liz and I get along very well. Uh, it's easy to talk to her. So I had a really good time. And if this this episode you're listening to is up. Liz's episode's up too. So go listen to it. Um, and then on Thursday night, I recorded the main episode for this week. And that is the end of the Stephen Asante journey. Now listen to me. Okay. This is it. I don't care if they ever do another update. This is it. They call this the Asante family, the final chapter on purpose. Like it's one of the the Freddy Krueger sequels. This it's, (laughs) we've got to stop this. (laughs) And I had a great time talking about it with Kara. And uh, I think we get into as far as we possibly can. And I think it's a good capper on the Asante journey now. So you guys like, okay, so what's going to happen next? Okay. I'll tell you what's going to happen next is I'm going to try to do a palate cleanser next week. Hopefully I don't know what, but just something that's not on topic. And then after that, we're going to stop, start mob wives. Yeah. I'm going to do, did I tell you guys this already? I think I told the Patreon people, but maybe I didn't tell you guys yet, but let me just, you know, if I already told you just sit through it. Cause I'm gonna tell you again, I want to do the second season of mob wives. Um, I think that's, uh, you know, first of all, I've been doing sad shit for weeks and weeks and weeks between intervention and my 600 pound life. Life's been sad. And thank God I'm on fucking antidepressants because if I wasn't, I would have spiraled into a depressive episode because this shit is, it's, I don't know, both, both series made me confront a lot of things that, you know, it's, you don't always want, like, I don't always want to get on this podcast and talk about people's terrible childhood traumas, right? I don't want to always get on this podcast and talk about, you know, the storyline from Law and Order SVU. SVU, SUV, SVU. I don't want to do, always do that. And sometimes I'm not in a space to do it, but like if, you know, it's an intervention where childhood trauma is like a big part of it, I got to fucking do it. So, um, 
you know, same thing with my 600 pound life. I'm, my hope is that I talk like, my hope is that I handle the, the topics with care, meaning that I talk, I say the truth. If something's funny, I laugh at it. If something lends itself to talking about a bigger issue, like in a, in a macro way, that's what I talk about. And that like, I talk about people like they're humans. I make sure to talk about mental health. Like it's like with respect, although I'll, I'll give you a warning right now. I use the word whack job in this episode. And, but I explain just in context, guys, I need to talk about it in context. Um, but like, yeah, I, um, I hope I did a good job, but it's time for some happy shit. And Mob Wives makes me fucking happy. Uh, I want to do season two because that's when we meet Big Ange. <laughs> so I just want to let you know that I'll be talking like this sometimes. So if you don't like this, I don't know what to tell you girls. <laughs> don't listen to the next season of Bye Pop Game because I'm going to be doing it. Um, I love Big Ange and I'll get into why I love her and like what her death did for me or did to me. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, big Ange, um, it's the, it's a season where, where, uh, we find out Junior's a rat. Okay. We also talk about like, or I'm also going to get into, I think Lee gets out of jail this season. So anyway, mob wives, it's going to be fun. It's going to be funny. It's, I'm just going to have a good time. It's a little long though. I got to tell you with the reunion, it's like 18 episodes and that's long for a season of Buy Pumpkin. I'll, 10 is about the sweet spot, right? But I think it's time to do some new things. We can't, like, if you want things you've never had before, you have to do things you've never done. Now, I don't know what Instagram a therapist influencer I got that from, but I believe it's true that like, you know, sometimes we do things differently. Let's commit to some shit. Let's do 18 weeks, which is a little over four months of mob wives, right? Let's do it. Um, that, so that not, not next week, but the week after that, we'll start that. Um, is there anything else I want to tell you guys? I think, I think that's, yeah, I think I told you guys everything I need to tell you. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Kara. As I told you, Kara is the one who, who contacted me to be on here. You know, Kara plays hard to get with me at all times. And so, um, it's a very special episode in which I can throw my friendship in her face. <laughs> no, we had a good time. Um, again, I recorded this Thursday night and it's Saturday night now. So I actually don't know what we talked about, but I plan on being surprised along with the rest of you. So, <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed the episode and let's get into it. Hey, Kara. Hi, princess. Thank you so much for, you know what? Mm-mm. I'm not going to thank you because you asked me to be on. Okay. I did. And you know what? I'm regretting it because <laughs> your first episode was like so thoughtful and kind. <laughs> and then here comes Rachel being with the psychological anal- analysis and <laughs> trauma. And then I'm, you guys, like, ooh, this is going to be hard for me to not get canceled <laughs> because I think that Stephen Asante is a pop culture icon Mm -hmm. and listen if I'm going to avoid the very obvious mental illness of people on Bravo you're sure as hell I'm going to avoid this one as Stephen but I'm gonna try to be thoughtful (laughs) 
going to be difficult for me, you guys, because I just find him so fascinating. Don't worry about it. Don't okay. worry about it. I am always two steps from being canceled. And you know what? It's sure to happen any moment now. I'll probably, it'll happen to me first. Uh, I want to ask you, well, first of all, I want to thank Stephen John Asante because Stephen got Kara to text me and ask me to be on my show. Normally it's me being like, Kara, when are you going to have me on? Kara. And now. Um, okay. All okay. Right. I think there's some writing of history happening here, but I'm going <laughs> to let you have that girl. I'm going to let you have that. Stephen brought us together. Anyway, so what I'm saying, I want to know. As he does. Okay? As he does. He brings families together. I want to <laughs> know what is your relationship to Stephen John Asante? So Rachel brought up a good point of maybe people having uh, like watch parties in EBP and mm-hmm. that I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember a life without him, first of all. <laughs> and secondly, I don't remember like really where or how I was introduced to him, but it must have been that. Yeah. I feel like that, like, like I know <laughs> Rachel says he's not an influencer, but I've decided he is. I know, he that, he's, is. <laughs> I know that he's an influencer and on the internet, but I never saw him. Like that type of shit is not my cup of tea. So I can't imagine that I would know who he was, but yeah, I, same. The show is how I, I found out who yeah. he was and they brought and, it to me and my memory is like a little bit fuzzy because you know it's like you see things and you're like mm, did I see that before I knew before yeah. I was conscious or afterwards and I'm just not sure if I when I remember seeing that video of him dancing shirtless to my humps um, <laughs> it's very possible that I encountered him on the internet some corner of the internet prior to the show you always, I'll say this, you do the internet very well. It's Thank the you. only reason I haven't muted you because sometimes you really be doing the, the most up there, but I got to keep um, you unmuted because you be giving, like, I will not know nothing about shit. I'll just be like minding my fucking business. I have tunnel vision anyway. I'll just ignore some shit and, and you'll just tweet something. I'll be like, let me Google this. And then I'll <laughs> Google it. I'm like, oh, that's happening. Oh, fuck. And so... I I just just think that's a little unfair because I've only tweeted about Hunter Biden like once in the past six to eight weeks. So yeah, you're right. But when you were tweeting about Hunter Biden, it was a lot. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's fine. It was a lot. And you claim that you never tweeted that you wanted Hunter Biden to murder your vagina, but I feel like it happened. I feel like it happened. I, I mean, I would stand by it if I did. <laughs> if I saw the tweet, I wouldn't disagree. So. You're saying you may not have tweeted it, but you have thought it. So you'll just it. <laughs> several times, uh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Kara. Yeah. Uh, Kara is an excellent follow on Twitter. Obviously, if you know, if you know who I am, you know who Kara is. And she's at Kara B tweets and she's so good at the internet in general. And so like, I just really appreciate that. And, and it hasn't necessarily been a Stephen Asante, but there's plenty of shit that I, that you gave me in the timeline that I was like, oh my God, I love this. Or, oh my God, why would Kara tell me about this? But now that I know I have to know about it, <laughs> it would be something like that. <laughs> well, thank you. It's the only thing I'm good at. So I'm happy. <laughs> I actually, you guys don't know this, but I actually, 
a few days ago, or maybe even a week ago, Kara had not tweeted anything in the morning. And I was like, oh, Kara's usually acting up on the fucking internet by now. Like, doing something showing me something i don't want to see and i text you because i thought you had been arrested or something yeah i don't know why you always go to violence when it comes (laughs) to me (laughs) you really think i'm like out here in these streets when i I am not girl like i I am not out here (laughs) i just imagine you in the street all the time i once told you that one of the I imagine you with a knife a lot of times. And you were like, Princess, where the fuck would you get that? Weird. I don't understand what you think. I have, I do four podcast episodes a week. <laughs> I do so think many. <laughs> it's so many. It's so many. But yeah. I but I also appreciate that too, because I feel like um well, it's been a few years since I've like really been on podcast hardcore. And I know that if I don't have shit to listen to, you got something. You you put out something today, and I was like something. Yeah. yeah, you you have gotten through me through many a carpool, many a watering the lawn like an old white man in the suburbs, many like any, all that type of shit I have to do. You're often in my ears. That's wild. I really have like a hard time conceptualizing that. Like I've gotten several DMs of women who've been like, "You've gotten me through breastfeedings in the middle of the night," yeah. and you know, I'm with my baby and I'm like, wow, um, start therapy funding now, but also <laughs> that's like such an honor. <laughs> yeah. I, when I pick up my preschoolers, I always ask them, how was their day? And then when they start talking, I click my earbuds and turn you back on, turn you on. It's <laughs> like, they didn't do shit. Okay. They didn't do anything for a fucking preschool. <laughs> okay. So that's enough guys. I just wanted to like, I'm happy to have Kara here. I'm happy. I'm happy. Steven brought us together. And I think Kara does the internet really well. So if she did not know Steven before this show, really, then that's saying something. It, it is. It is. Yeah. So he might've been making those videos and stuff, but maybe he wasn't like viral, you know? Yeah. I mean, I only, he seems like those videos would have been on like a college or, you know, that sort of vibe. So I really tapped out of that after like 2002. So yeah, that sort of like, this is like, if that people dancing is like bro humor, (laughs) that's not really my, my vibe. I, I feel you too. That's exactly why I'm like, I would have never seen that because I because fat people dancing or fat people screaming. I would be like, no, I don't want to watch that. Where's the funny yeah. in that? Right. All right. So guys, another thing I want to talk about is TLC needs to divest from the Asante brother industrial complex because <laughs> there was an issue because I didn't even know what episode we were watching and I run the podcast. Because there were too many fucking episodes of catch up with the Asante brothers. And I guarantee you nothing happened in all of them. Well, I agree to disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is like one of the few things that I could watch like multiple times. Like I could sit like, first of all, kudos to me to be like, oh, princess like trying to verify which episode we were talking about because it turns out there are four and not three yeah there are four um there are four and um but one just came out in 2020 though the last the one we watched guys is the very last one yeah it even says the final chapter like this is a a freddy krueger sequel yeah (laughs) so 
<laughs> Literally, Freddie versus Jason is Steven <laughs> versus Justin. Yeah. And yeah. One who moves off to Idaho or Iowa or whatever. And there you go. Yeah. I think the thing is, is that, and Rachel definitely said this last week, is that Stephen on screen was so different than most of these shows are boring, guys. Every now, like the fact that I can talk about them for two hours by myself, that's on me. That's not on the show. <laughs> right. That's just me babbling, guys. The show wasn't that good. They're all very formulaic. They're, there's just not, I mean, there is a market for them, obviously, but Stephen got on the screen and burst onto the screen, okay? Uh-huh. And I feel like, like I said, Stephen's the most famous of all, I almost said contestants, uh, participants. And I feel like they just wanted to like see how much they could get out of him. And that's why he has, and I'm gonna, I'll talk about why I say he, he has a two-parter, for his original episode, a where are they now in 2019 and a where are they now in 2020? Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel like they just kept coming back to the well, but the well was dry, baby. I mean, well, I just, well, I'll tell you, we'll get into the episode, but I'll tell you this. I hope this is the last one. Unless Steven goes to jail for assaulting a Domino's pizza guy. I don't want to, and even that could just be a real quick update, like 20 minutes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, as I was waiting for this, I, um, uh, happened upon some updates on TikTok. So, oh, um, yeah, we'll get into that later. Oh, thank God. Cause I'm not downloading that. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm just not, I don't want to see y'all just give me, y'all keep putting it on Twitter anyway. I'll see it when it gets there. So, um, I want to divide this this episode into two parts. I want to do Justin, and then I want to do Stephen. Okay. Uh, I know that in the show they interweave them, but they don't speak to each other or see each other. Or right. and and you can tell, you can tell that production keeps asking Justin in his talking heads and his voiceovers to talk about Stephen because every time he talks about Stephen, he goes. No one brings it up, obviously, because it's production asking him and then editing together. He just goes, I don't know where Steven is. I don't know how he's doing. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much he weighs. I don't care. Hope I never see him again. (laughs) Every time he talks about Steven, it goes, and I don't care about Steven. And he says it over and over again. And I'm like, they keep asking him about Steven. And and he's forced to say it in a complete sentence so they can use it. I don't care about Steven. Yeah. Like... (laughs) Couldn't be happier. He's gone from my life. I have not spoken in, to him in forever. I will not speak to him for the rest of my life. Get all those shit boxes out of the house. <laughs> I hate him. Like, <laughs> like, like, I'm not into doing any sort of physical activity. However, if it means getting every remnant of Steven's memory out of this house, I will do it. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, he hates Steven. And, and I often wonder, I wonder this last week, I wonder the week before, why is Justin on this show? Justin doesn't want to be on this show. Justin doesn't want to talk to doctor now. Justin won't even, you know, guys, I don't know if you know this, but Houston is a huge motherfucking city, guys. It is huge. It's incredibly diverse. I mean, it is fucking big, 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 big. It is it is, I don't know if it's already done so, but it's poised to take over the third largest city in America 
from Chicago at some in the near future, or it might have already happened. It's a very big city. <clears throat> and I believe that the fact that Houston will soon be the third largest city in America has a lot to do with Dr. Now keeps making people move there. He keeps <laughs> over and over. You talk to Dr. Now and he says, well, you have to come to Houston. You have to move to Houston because this won't work if, if you're not in Houston. And the only person who won't do it is Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Purely because um, it's, yeah, it's worth mentioning. I just looked up the stats that, the population of Houston is seven times that of the entire state of Rhode Island. It's big and it's a huge medical um, like area. Like if you, if you need to see a specialist, Houston is a place to go. It is. And I also, I hate going to Houston because they build the highways in the sky. So mm, they, they have such, yes, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like being on a fucking roller coaster, and then yeah. there's just this little lip that's the only thing keeping you from driving off the side of that motherfucker. Uh-huh. Yeah. I am ter- and also I know a person who's from Houston, and he's not the only person who's ever told me this, but he tells a story about cutting someone off in traffic and getting the back of his window shut out. And he's like, oh and he was just like, well. He was like 17. He said, I didn't call the police because, you know, they'd be like, oh, well, you know, that's traffic. Because that's what traffic life is like in fucking Houston. It's high. Yeah. It's fast. It's 100. The, the, sometimes when I talk to my mom, she still lives on the East Coast. And she she will say, I'll be talking to her while I'm driving. And she'll be like, it sounds like you're going very fast. And I'll be like, yeah, the speed limit's like 75. And she'll be like, why is the fucking speed limit 75 where you are? <laughs> like, because it's what it's like in Texas. You can just drive real, real fast if you want to. And, but in Houston, they, if you were to drive 75, you would be knocked off one of those fucking high rise highways because you have got to keep up with the flow of fucking traffic. It is so, it's, Houston's incredibly scary. And Dr. Now is just luring people into Houston left and right <laughs> forcing them to come <laughs> but not not justin so the thing all right so we're doing the fourth episode what happened in the third episode that that i didn't that we didn't cover is this justin went down and got his fucking surgery and he did not stay like you're supposed to because you have to finish your recovery and then you have to um the program you have to do the program he just went back to rhode island because he didn't want to be in the same city as steven that's how much he hates steven he did not want to be in the same huge ass city as steven yeah so he he so he's so when we see him he's back in rhode island he's back on solid food uh he hasn't seen doctor now at all he was up to like 573 but he says he knows he's losing weight he is not weighing himself we never see him eating anything healthy. All we do is see him walking around that hobby shop, which is a money laundering front. I know it. Uh, Who do you think he's laundering money for? The Russians? I don't understand how these people have any money whatsoever. Like Steven Sr.'s pizza budget for Steven <laughs> Jr. alone should be enough to, I, like, I don't know how he keeps that house. I Like, honestly. His Domino's points must be out of fucking control. 
<laughs> like because I have- order one pizza every week, and for my kids, they get it's Thursday. They get pizza on Thursday, and we always have a fucking free pizza in there because I order pizza every week. So right. if you order four fucking pizzas a day. I mean, Steven must be like a titanium member of every <laughs> pizza chain. Yeah, yeah, he must be. You know he must what? have like a card, like a gold card that has a Pizza Hut logo on it. I just find it annoying that nobody has asked him what his pizza order is. Like, wouldn't you want to know? Oh, no. In the first episode, he wants a cheese and pepperoni. Oh, just pepperoni. Oh, so he really is like a Ninja Turtle. He is a Ninja. He is a literal Ninja, <laughs> ninja Turtle okay okay he doesn't get a supreme he never tries a hawaiian it's pepperoni and cheese wow okay yeah well shut me up then yeah so like so justin's back justin's got his hobby shop and i agree with you i he said his dad gave him the money to open it and i'm just like where did he get the money from though right that's an old man where did he get the money from <laughs> he's probably like 53 he just smokes seven oh, packs yeah? a day. gosh i was thinking he was in his 60s I, I mean I'm, he probably is but you I'm, never know yeah yeah you know I mean. <laughs> so and also do you think justin drives have we ever seen justin drive anywhere never seen him drive every time he's being chauffeured somewhere it would justin definitely gives me like adult without a driver's license yeah 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 and that solves the mystery I had last week of why when Steven Sr. was down in Texas with Steven Jr., uh, Justin's calling him sounding a hell of a lot like Steven, uh-huh. yelling at him about the fact that his store has been closed for a week. And is it because you don't have a ride there, Justin? That sounds... Right. Eh. Justin's a child. He really is a child. He is a child, and it makes... it's. <sighs> hard because it's hard to make steven seem like the cool one in the situation (laughs) (laughs) like i wouldn't want to hang out with either one of them but something about justin just like ugh, cry baby justin's not gonna talk to you the whole time you hang out he's gonna he's gonna be looking at the window and having his phone pointed at you so he can record (laughs) (laughs) doing that he's i don't know he just he's super boring and I think this is why production had to keep going. So what do you think about Steven? And he'll be like, I hate Steven. I never want to talk about him again. That's the only thing he's passionate about. He's so boring. And my God, that (laughs) refusing to talk to anybody in a room, but very obviously having your selfie camera up (laughs) so you can see what they're doing is like, I would have smacked that phone out of his hand. I know. That's something you can expect of like, I would say a preteen like like the worst preteen right right right. like a preteen really acting out like a preteen where their mom is gonna like make them leave the area so they could yell at them real good and bring them back in like that (laughs) that type of preteen yeah i don't know but okay so he is losing weight um and what happens is because while dad is down in texas visiting steven again he apparently faints at the store. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and that makes him talk to doctor now. Because here's the other thing. Justin is one of the few patients that refuses to even talk to doctor now. Yeah. 
Like he's not having weekly checkups. I, I think I've seen one other episode where the person never went to Houston. Instead, they had a local doctor that did the checkups and things like that. And then they would talk to doctor now, but he's not even doing that. He hasn't seen a doctor. Um, and later when doctor now makes him go to a doctor, he goes to an urgent care. Mm-hmm. So like that sounds like production was like, who's got a scale that can weigh Justin. And then they, they just found that. Right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. He's, he sucks. <laughs> I know. Did you hear him say for exercise? So he does this phone call with doctor now. And he's like, <laughs> I've been lifting random objects. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean, Justin? Just walking around and lifting various objects. Like, okay. You could have just kept it at walking. That would have sounded better than you just randomly lifting things around your hobby shop. Yeah. He's like, what it made it sound like to me is that he'd be like walking somewhere and see like a big rock and go, you know what? I do need some exercise. Go over there, pick it up and put it back down. That's what it mm. sounds. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, when he gets off that video chat uh-huh. and he says in a voiceover that, you know, I hear what doctor now is saying, but he's asking me to do a lot. Like, no, he's, he's asking you to maintain your diet and exercise. The plan that he gave you. He's really, like, he seems so, like, this is Justin's skinny girl. And he really has to put in the groundwork because this hobby shop in (laughs) random Rhode Island is about to boom. And he's just so invested that he can't even be bothered to think about losing weight. And that's another thing. Like, losing weight is, it really, you don't have to, think too much about it. Now, don't get me wrong. As a fat ass, I, I know losing weight is fucking hard, but I'm, it doesn't like, you don't have to quit your job. Like it's, yeah, you, you, you still have to eat no matter what. So you have to choose to eat in a, in a way that's going to help you lose weight. Now you do have to make time for exercise, but Justin, you seem like you spent a lot of time in a, in a room by yourself playing video games. I feel like you could do it. You could easily do it. Just throw the ball to one of your corgis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> he won't even weigh himself. I, so, like, Dr. Now is super soft with Justin. And I want to know why. Is this because... So, this is one of the things I always think about. Would Dr. Now be working with Justin if this wasn't for the show? Is this like a RuPaul situation where production is like, no, you got to keep milk because he's cute as a boy? Or mm. do you, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, do they, yeah. is production like, listen, I know that you, that you're like, why the fuck am I even talking to this dude? But he, you have to keep him, like, we have to keep doing, cause it's, he's part of a package we're doing here, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that has to be it. Yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, uh, while he after he talks to Dr. Now, he's like, I'm too busy with the store to even try to recuperate. And that has to be my focus, the store. And right. the next time we see him, he's moving out. He's looking for an apartment because laundering money pays well. Okay. And so yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if you want me to believe, Justin, that your hobby shop is gonna let you rent an apartment. Mm, I don't think so, buddy. I know that you're like running guns for 
for you know terrorists or something there's no fucking way that you're selling model cars in there yeah there's heroin in those boxes yes 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 and when those people are all in there doing those models and shit Mm -hmm. uh, as soon as we left they did heroin that's what happened they bust open (laughs) the model thing and it was heroin in it there's no other so he's looking for an apartment and you know i don't know who that is driving him did you know um it's one of his friends yeah it's interesting he has friends yeah and a lot of people in these shows don't yeah you talk about that a lot they're all by themselves it's interesting to me that his friends are like middle-aged women too (laughs) (laughs) okay so now i don't think they're his friends so (laughs) i guess they're (laughs) You know they're not I mean? lovers. I don't think they're lovers. I think they're just like genuinely nice middle-aged women who want to be his friend. And that's almost weirder. I feel like, you know, Justin doesn't have a mom because of everything. Actually, when they were talking, when he was talking about Steven, he goes, yeah, I guess Steven talks to dad and his mother. And he his said, mother. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, he doesn't like, so I wonder if Justin gives off this vibe that makes older women kind of like adopt him. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, I don't know. But he was looking at apartments that have stairs in them. I'm like, oh yeah. man, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, even one flight of stairs is not, doesn't seem to be very easy for him. And I would have to say that, that first apartment was pretty nice. Mm. I don't know where was the first or the second, but the guy was like, look at your big bathroom. And they showed, I was like, that's not a big bathroom. Yeah, that was the second one because I remember thinking that bathroom is tiny. It's like a mini tub in there. Yeah, and that's and there's no way Justin would fit in there. No, I don't know. not not a chance. But he saw he. I mean, he saw some places. He's he's on the move up. Um, Justin Justin doesn't get his weight checked, just like Doctor Now asks him, and he's at four thirty two, and he's lost damn near two hundred pounds total. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, all right. I, I honestly thought he was going to get on the scale and they are going to be like, you've gained 100 pounds. That's what I thought was going to happen. That's what I thought too, because he really set it up. Because I feel like in the third one, he said very similar things and then ended up gaining weight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and anytime someone gains weight on this show, I scream. I, the show is set up like a game show. It really is not very far <laughs> from The Biggest Losers. These numbers get in your head. These numbers, like he, oh, Dr. Now, won't you lose this amount? Did you lose that amount? They always have a commercial right before the fucking weight comes up. <laughs> yeah. They make it like a game show. And yeah. yeah, and I have to keep stepping back and going, this is a, like 172 fucking pounds lost is a lot. I mean, maybe it's not what Dr. Now wanted, but that's it, a lot of fucking weight, dude it's a lot of weight it's a you know it's a whole adult person yeah 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 yeah. you know um so after they do that they they're at the urgent care so they go into like a a room and they make it seem like he's just gonna call dr now real quick dr now is not sitting at his desk waiting for you to skype him that's not <laughs> when you call Dr. Now, you mean you're calling his office. There's no way Dr. Now is just at his desk and we and you personally Skype him and he's sitting right there and he just answers and, and is ready to talk to you. That's right. Not, Dr. Now has like uh an embellished stethoscope. Someone with that type of shit. They, they don't they, they don't have time for that. So, but they talk and Dr. Now um basically tell is excited for the weight loss, but says it's like, listen, uh, if you were in Texas, you would have lost a lot more. Yeah. Um, and if you, but if you lose another hundred pounds, we'll, you can get the, the, um, the skin surgery. Right. 
And that'll get you down to your goal weight. Right. And he says that you need to get, but you'll have to stay for the entire recovery in Texas. You cannot just get up and leave in the middle of the fucking night like you like Mm -hmm. to do. And then Dr. Now tells him really the only thing Justin ever wants to hear and that he's doing better than Steven. (laughs) That's all (laughs) petty was that. How petty was that? And Steven Sr. sitting there to the side, just his smile lit up his whole face because he's so excited yeah I mean that was so wild like you're doing so much better than your brother because your brother's back on pills yeah and And, uh yeah you know Justin wants to yell I don't care how Steven's doing I don't know what he's (laughs) doing I don't know where he is I hope he never comes back (laughs) right oh my god Uh, well that's like pretty much all we see with Justin and again I feel like Steven, like I said, the only reason we care about the name of Santi is because it's Steven. I only, Steven pulls the heavyweight in all the episodes. And I feel like it's unfair that they smushed in Justin, the side character who doesn't want to be on the show, really doesn't want to lose weight. It doesn't want, it doesn't give a fuck about Dr. Now. And, mm-hmm. just, and they're just like, oh no, it's his show too. It's, it's weird. It is weird. <laughs> All right. So now that we're done talking about Justin, let's talk about the big kahuna. Okay. Now, when he shows up, when we first see him, he has obviously had a surgery. He has surgery, uh, the last update. Okay. Uh-huh. And total at this point, he's lost about 177 pounds. He's living alone. He's taking care of himself. There is no princess for him to frame for theft. It's just him. And he talks to his dad, but he and Justin aren't connecting. And so, Kara, I'd like you to talk about Stephen's hair with me real quick. Okay. okay. Uh, can I just say before we get into this that I <laughs> echo your sentiments that Stephen Sr. is a terrible father. Yeah. however i feel like out of the three of them he might be the first one to die because he's just constantly screaming yeah he's pounding cigarette after cigarette and i just feel like one day he's gonna have a heart attack mid-sentence and that's gonna be all i wrote down that his voice could knock a seagull out of the sky (laughs) (laughs) when he is yelling at steven (laughs) (laughs) like birds fall from the sky when he yells he's so I mean, from the nitrous that's coming out of that cigarette alone yeah. or whatever's in it. Yeah. Do you, I don't know if you watched the other episodes recently or if you just watched this one, but in episode one, I think it is the part one, he orders P- Steven a pizza. The pizza gets there and then he goes, Steven, I haven't eaten anything all day. Can I have a piece of that pizza? And Steven <laughs> flips it off and he's like, please, can I have a piece of pizza? <laughs> shit man (laughs) but i'll keep saying this he has the immense guilt he has so much guilt over everything that's happened before he was involved they came to live with him where he was doing i don't know god knows what because his kids were at home alone eating bologna off the fucking kitchen floor while the mother was out of the disco because they kept saying she's clubbing she's clubbing i'm like right now you see this woman clubbing like i are you sure she wasn't at a dive bar? Cause that sounds like more like, you know, like a local bar that middle-aged moms go to. I, you did, Are you telling me she got dressed and went to a fucking club with Diddy or what? Is that what you're saying? And so, right. But, I'm sure just like your local watering hole yeah. with like 
the the regal beagle yeah so he has an immense amount of guilt and then like obviously by the time they got to him like he just and their weight he has a lot of fucking guilt and he seems like you know just i listened to this podcast wired dads and i really like it and and they just basically look at movies and they talk about dad themes and characters and a lot of things they one of the things they talk it's from the people it's from the same chick sorry i forget her name i don't be listening to people's names the same one that does you're wrong about and she, one of the things they always say about old dads is that they've mellowed out a lot and mm. i get that with steven senior i get that the man we're looking at is nothing like the man that that raised steven and justin um i bet he would hit them on a whim i bet he did a lot more screaming than he even does now and now and i I think he's meddled out and he feels guilty about all that shit. He feels responsible for the fact, like Steven says that when he was 17, he weighed 320 pounds or some sort. And Justin was 12 and weighed 300 pounds. Yeah. That is, and it's both your sons. So you're like, oh shit, this has something to do with me. Actually, I think if it smells like shit everywhere you go, it must be you. So I, I just, I do, I empathize with him a lot when I see him in these situations where he just, where it looks like he just wants to shoot himself in the fucking head. But I also agree with him that part of this is, is part of his making, the fact that he won't keep boundaries, the fact that um, his financial, his family dynamics are just fucked up. They're really fucked up. They're, it's, it's a very, very tough life. And I... I, yeah, it makes you wonder because the only thing that I've ever seen Steven or Justin say about their dad is that he discovered that their mom had left, but that was it. I think <laughs> like he discovered cause he wasn't around, you know what I'm saying? And they're saying that the mom's boyfriends are beating him up, beating them up. She's gone every night, all fucking night. And if you got your kids even every other weekend and they're like, hey, you know, mom, I don't know if mom's like a vampire or what, but when it gets dark, that bitch is out and about and sleeping all day and she just orders a pizza and rolls the fuck out. And if if he had been cognizant of that and like actually parenting and being like in his kid's life, he would have known about that. I feel like he discovered because he just was like, you know what? I wonder what ever happened to them kids I got. You know, let me check on that. And then they were like, no, we've been living here by ourselves. <laughs> that's, I feel like that's what happened. He just, yeah. it just, I don't know. But <laughs> he he seems like he's going through it. And I, I kind of think it's partly his fault. But I want to talk about Stephen Asante's hair. I want to talk about, yeah. he's not yanking it out, right? He cuts his hair like that. Okay, yes, that's what I thought too. Is that it seemed like maybe he got the I don't know what like clipper lengths are, but it seems like he got one that was like for very short hair cutting in the middle because he like created his own George Costanza yes. male, male pattern baldness. Yes, but it he doesn't did. 
seem like trichotillomania. It seems like he did it to himself. It seems like he did the opposite of a fade. It's tight up top and long on the sides. Yeah. But it's self-induced. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. He looks like if I were, if he was in high school with us and I was being mean, I'd call him patches. His hair is very patchy. He looks, <laughs> he looks bad. Um, yeah. But when we see him, he's, he, he's telling us how he's been doing. He's going to do a checkup with Dr. Now and all he's lost is four pounds in, in a month. And, you know, so he talks to Dr. Now. Dr. Now says he's plateauing. And then he has to explain what a plateau is. And, and basically he's saying, you know, based on your blood test, I think you're eating what you're not, you shouldn't be eating. And it looks like carbs. <laughs> and Steven's like, I've been throwing up. And he's like, yeah, because, you know, when you get these surgeries, your stomach's only so big and you can only eat so much at a time. Um, right. And so you will throw up. You will get sick from eating the wrong foods. You're not supposed to have carbonation. It's all kinds of shit. Uh, Dr. Now also does, sometimes, sometimes Dr. Now does shit like, remember when I did the twins episode when they had like heart problems and Dr. Now didn't tell them for like a month. And Mm -hmm. just like, sometimes he does shit like that. And then sometimes he asks the questions I really want to know. And he asks Steve, he's like, so what's going on with the shoes? And Steven says the truth and that he can't fit shoes right now. And Dr. Now feels like, like the way Dr. Now responded to that was like, I feel like if you were, you could fit some shoe. See, the thing about lymphedema, like I said, guys, I have it. And it, it's just, it doesn't look like that. But the thing about it, if you are sitting upright and you're not taking care of yourself, and you're eating a lot of salt and you're like, you're, and you're actively in a problem like Steven has where his legs are misshapen. The, the fluid drains to the bottom. And so if you were wearing shoes though, it would prevent your feet from swelling and it would kind of almost provide a pressure for the fluid to go back up. Uh, uh So even if like, let's say I'm having a bad time of it. It's summer, it's hot. I've been salting it up. I've been, I've been doing all kinds of shit. I don't have no fucking business doing. And my legs are starting to get a little swollen. It's better for me to put on shoes and wear shoes or wear at least wear socks because it'll help. And I think that's what Dr. Now is trying to tell him is that he needs to be wearing shoes sometimes, but because he's never wearing shoes, his feet are, I mean, God, honest to God, his feet don't look like feet. They look like it was like a melting candle sometimes. They're very scary. They look so painful. They probably are. They look, I don't know. You know, Wendy, what we, we did the Wendy Williams thing together. Wendy Williams has lymphedema too. Yeah. Uh, again, doesn't look like this because you have to like really fuck up your world to look like this. You really have to. And like I, I bet Steven's raging with infections all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, at, like his skin is turning colors because his skin is breaking and re and like scar- scabbing over and then breaking again. Like all that is, and that's why like looking at his feet and stuff, I have to be really careful with my feet because 
uh, having that is almost like having diabetic legs. You know, if you are a diabetic, if you get like cuts and, and like anything in your scrapes in your extremities, because of the way diabetes works, you can, you can lose limbs because yeah. of like uh, blood circulate. It's, it's a whole thing. So if you have diabetes, you want to like, you check your feet after the shower, you dry very carefully, you don't let, you know, your feet don't crack. And so when I'm looking at Steven's feet, cause I'm so careful with my feet because I'm, I'm like, I obviously don't want to die. So because I'm looking at Steven's feet and his, his toenails are like, his toenails are not nails, they're rocks and they're growing upward and his feet are all crackly. Like I'm surprised Steven isn't dead because uh, it's very easy to get a blood infection from something like this. Uh, yeah I mean it's a lot like I there are a lot of reasons why I'm surprised like he puts his body through the ringer between the opiates and the food it's yeah it's really surprising falling down all the time walking barefoot everywhere he goes yeah it's 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 a lot um Dr. Now also confronts him about the fact that he stinks and tells him that people like I was like okay doctor now this is enough he tells them people out there in the waiting room are puking two people yeah two people <laughs> two people in the back are puking have you ever heard of soap and water so embarrassing I mean Stephen <laughs> to be honest Stephen has lost a lot of his bite in this episode and I don't know if it's because he's acting better or because he's doing better I'm not sure but I can't believe Steven just sat there while Dr. Now that's humiliating right it's my worst nightmare yeah if somebody told me that like I had like really bad breath yes. or I smelled bad or like bad breath that wasn't due to like something I just ate right, or, right. or, you know, that I just was like funky. Like I would jump off the nearest thing. Like, I don't care if it was like a small child's table, I would jump off of it. I would be so embarrassed. Yeah. I would be embarrassed too. I just, there is a reason why we can laugh at Steven. Why? Because he did bring this on himself. Because the lead up to Dr. Now telling him that people were literally projectile vomiting at the smell of him <laughs> was him in his apartment talking cash shit about how he's a grown ass man. He's able to live out on his own. He's so much more mature than his bitch baby little brother, Justin. <laughs> and I can take care of myself as he saunters into the bathroom, takes his shirt off, puts a travel size couple squeezes of baby powder on his <laughs> chest, wipes right, it right. off with a towel and then puts his dirty shirt back on you're and right. goes to Dr. Now's office. Yeah, so you're right. You're right. You're right. He you know? showed us and then Dr. Now told us. Yes. And he says that one of the reasons like he, had, he and had, yeah, and before I forget this, before he got up to go into the bathroom, he was sit sitting on the edge of his bed with one of his feet on a pee pad for his that's, cat. That's right. 
That's right. He has pee pads around that. I mean, that house smells like cat piss. You know it. I know it. The neighbors I mean, know it. That, that's a best case scenario that it smells like cat piss and poop because. And cat piss just, is like, it's one of the top, like, it's, it's so bad. It's so fucking yeah. bad. Um, he and Dr. Now play this game where Steven tries to remember when he last took a shower. And oh I was like, this is humiliating. This is like something that happens with like a nine-year-old. You know what I mean? Like you, right before you start, you can smell yourself. You, you when you're like trying to avoid showers, you know, when you're a little kid, like this, mm-hmm. is, this is a dentist to menace type conversation. This is not a grown man conversation. And he mentions that he has a rash. Um, and Dr. Now says like, you know, this is why you have to stay clean. I, I don't know why he has to explain to, to Steven. You know what it is? Steven used to have personal care people that came and like watched him. Yeah. And I also think it, I constantly forget how old he is. Isn't he almost 40? He is like 40 at, by the time this series ends. Yeah. He's, that's too old. That's too old it's for this. Too old. But he spent the majority of his life like bed bound too yeah 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 that's too old and i just again i believe steven has like mental illnesses obviously and and i think and normally like if we had come upon him and he was in the house kind of like bedridden and sad and stuff i'm like that's why he's not bathing he's probably fucking depressed but he's walking around talking about he's on his grown man shit unlike (laughs) bitch baby justin Right. And, and then he's not bathing. And you're going into public knowing that you're funky. Yeah. And so Janelle's like, when did you take a shower last? Oh, the other day? Yesterday? No. <laughs> when? Um, maybe like the day before? No. He no, said maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, a day. We just don't know which one it was. <laughs> right uh is it, is it day is it day <laughs> dog so dr now tells him he needs to get down to 400 to get the skin surgery he'll probably have like 100 pounds of skin um and that'll because dr now keeps saying that the the goal weight is 200 and yeah. so like that'll really if, if you got 100 pounds of skin you get down to 400 you'll be at 300 after the fucking surgery because they'll take it off Right. So, um, you know, that's that's the next process, step in the process. And he also tells him he needs to work on therapy, which I'm sure Stephen took that right into one of his folds and forgot about it altogether because there's no fucking way he's doing therapy right now. Um, he also says he was a different person before surgery and that he was, quote unquote, crazy before then. And he says that person was dark and he's not that person anymore. Mm. Right right okay on the way home did that taxi driver have to lift steven's leg and foot into the taxi i mean lift is uh the nicest possible like he was he was doing a lot of work and did you think like did he have those um gloves Gloves, plastic gloves on hand or did he know what he was in for i don't know i'm about to touch these feet 
I don't know. But like, I just know, I always imagine myself in these jobs because when I go to a job, I just think I'm going to do my regular shit. And somebody tells me that I got to do this. Mm -hmm. I might quit. I'm not going to, I don't, no, thank you. I don't know about all that, but he did it. He did it. And uh, also here's something I want, I want you to tell me how you feel about. Steven says he wants to be a famous actor one day and gain huge popularity and work with other big names like himself. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Obviously, Steven being the most famous person on this show, those, his other episodes, uh, playing he's gotten to he it's really gone to his head oh yeah for sure and i mean he says he met his wife on instagram live so i'm assuming well he didn't say instagram live he he said a very complicated thing and i was like instagram live is that what you're trying to say yeah. <laughs> or facebook live that's it's only two things you could really be talking about here and I, I thought facebook he seems more like a facebook guy yeah, and then he starts starting about the chat box. So he's talking, he's probably talking about Facebook chat. But like, yeah. so I'm assuming he's doing Facebook lives and things like that. And he and there are some people, just like there are people that big up like a Janelle from Team Mom, or even like, you know, our former president, like even like people big up these people. I'm sure there's people in his comments and stuff being like, you're an inspiration. I love you. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there are unwell people everywhere that are willing to get up in your fucking mentions and encourage you to do things you don't have no business doing. Sure. So, so like, I think that's where he got that from. But when he said that in his voiceover, I was like, Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Anything he's on will he'll be on as like a sideshow character. Yeah, completely. Like, you're not about to break through, my guy. No, he said other big names. Like, like he is really thinking he's going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He <laughs> really thinks he is going to be in the next Avenger film. Right. I know Robert Downey Jr. will walk off a set. I know that for a fact. So I'm just letting you guys know. <laughs> He'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> so steven watch your step there um all right so dad comes down for a visit like i said his voice can knock birds out of the sky he takes steven to the grocery store this is the first time steven's been in a grocery store in years yeah i mean he, this is the first time he's been out right in anywhere. a public place um, in his voiceover he says the part of the reason why he can't keep up with his diet is because he doesn't get his own food because he hasn't been to the grocery store. Like, who's well, bringing him food though? You? Thank you. Thank I you. I don't. Is he probably has? You know, when you're on Medicaid, they do have like services that you can get to. Because all my kids, they're on Medicaid. They they get they the state continues to insure them till they're 18 years old. And mm-hmm. so, like, I'll always get like little notices being like, "Hey, do you need a ride to a doctor? You can schedule one." Hey, do you need a someone to like do these things? Because they they send them out to all the members. Sure. Not realizing that like they're they just mailed this to like a four year old, but um. 
so I'm sure there might be some service that like he gets food. Uh, they bring him food. They do his shopping for him. But I don't. I'm sure they get what you tell them to, Stephen. Well, yeah, exactly. It's not like they're coming to your house with you know, just like the same shit that everybody else is getting because they got a big donation of Pop Tarts or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they got a big donation of frozen fish sticks and they got a big donation of canned soup. You know, it's, it, I'm sure they would put him on a proper diet if he said that. Yeah. And it's, he seems like the type that would be like, I need like, uh, a 24 pack of coke don't ask any questions you know what i mean right, <laughs> right oh my gosh seeing him have to be in the back of the car of the minivan and then yeah. seeing his dad with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth wedging his legs out of the car so they can get so he can get onto the electric wheelchair or whatever you call it i mean <sighs> put the cigarette down sir <laughs> you're about to singe his legs he actually went in there and got the little cart and drove it out and was like i'm a da- i'm a danger behind the wheel and i was like <laughs> he called steven evil knievel when he started right <laughs> well i mean at least he's got a sense of humor about it because i mean i don't as 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 abusive as Stephen is to his father, I don't know that I would ever drive Stephen to the grocery store. I would be the minute he asked me to like pull down his pant legs, I'd be like, never mind. Let's yeah, just, yeah, he's, I'll just go. Um, Stephen is outside for uh, maybe a second, maybe 1.8 seconds before he starts complaining about the quality of the parking lot. And he's like, they got to fix the roads. It's like, not a road, Stephen, but okay. I mean, I don't know why they're not at the HEB. That's what we, that's where we shop here in Texas. And they're the best grocery store in the entire motherfucking world. And they are at some, like, I don't know if that said, it says store lot or store land. It was food land. Food lion. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, well then no 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 they they're at the wrong place anyway if you were at a at heb the parking lot would have been fixed steven that's, that's your problem they probably can't film in an heb that's probably what it is they have to go somewhere they where they can fucking film right but it gets in there and then steven's i think i don't know i felt a sense of joy from him in there that he was from him oh i I mean that full america's next top model photo shoot that he did in the cereal (laughs) aisle (laughs) they're blurring everything their blur budget was out of control they had to blur everybody in that bitch they had to blur the cereal they had to blur everything in his cart they had to blur it up he was yeah he was like me if i ever got the chance to do supermarket sweep like you go right (laughs) to the meat you go right to the meat section ham and turkey gold wrapped ham and turkey and then you, you know you it away from there yeah. you gotta get those hams okay you you gotta get diapers yeah you, you have to go up in there uh you need to i don't think they do uh formula but if they did formula that's where i hit it for because formula is so fucking high they gotta lock the bitch up so yeah and you always go to the medicine section because that's yeah. where the big money is too small items large quantities of absolutely, money absolutely absolutely and <laughs> <laughs> we should go on as a pair Kara. we should go <laughs> I would kill it girl like i 
Ooh, I would be so good at supermarket sweep. You have no idea. Me too. And I'm not afraid to elbow somebody at, at all. No. So don't worry about that. I no. will definitely trip other contestants. I'm not afraid of that. Um, but Steven Sr. is like, don't even look over there. You can't have any of this stuff. What is he talking about? Meat. That's what, <laughs> I was like, yes, he can. That's protein. He's like, see, I got turkey, lean, turkey. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Why can't he have that smoked sausage, Steven? Why can't he have that? <laughs> oh, Lord. But they, you know, they do that. And then by the time he gets out, um, you know, a Steve, Steven Singer is yelling him because of the photo shoot, obviously. He's like, that guy's trying to, go- come on, come on, come on. Like, I was like, there was Damn. a guy fully waiting for him to move on the aisle. And he's like, Stephen just like barely glances at this man who's waiting for him. And he's like, oh, I'll just be a second. I got to yeah. take it. Take a couple of selfies in front of this box of Fruit Loops, please. <laughs> Who did he take that from? Is for is it for his wife? Is it for social media? Is that what it is? It had to be for for Facebook. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I mean, as he gets what he needs, they leave. Um, and you know, he's kind of got to load him up in the back. Like they don't load the groceries in the back; they load Steven in the back. Hmm. <sighs> And, but the next thing that happens is this, is that, that fainting spell happens with Justin yeah. and you, we get this, I mean, I, this could have been a Drake video, baby. He was sitting out on that, on that, in that uh, courtyard at Steven's apartment, <laughs> sitting there. <God's> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just looking in the sky, wondering what God's plan is. And, and he's, and he's, and he's doing a voiceover saying that like, he feels torn between the two. He feels like both his kids need him. And, but Justin just had a medical thing at home and he's going to go back. And that when he told Stephen, Stephen <laughs> went in there and locked him. He said in his room, but I was like, that was like the living room. He locked himself in the house and won't come out. Locked him out, locked his own father out because he wanted to get back home to his son who passed out. And meanwhile, in Steven's voiceover, he again is talking about how Justin's such a baby and how he's such a man and how Justin only passed out for attention. (laughs) And meanwhile, you just kicked your father out of your apartment. Yeah, everything you do is for attention, Stephen. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I mean, I don't know about, like, honestly, Justin, I would say 80% of the reason you fainted is your fault because you are supposed to be recovering from a fucking surgery and you're supposed to be, like, following a physical plan. And I guess all you're doing is standing up all day inside that money laundering plant that you got over there and you should sit down somewhere. But I don't, I just don't believe Justin faked that. I don't either. I don't either. Yeah, but when so when we like it's not even a voiceover, they're doing like a like a one-on-one camera with him. And the way Steven is talking is like, well, I just have to do what I have to do because I'm a grown-up, unlike Justin. And <laughs> that baby. Yeah, that big baby. I'm like, did you just get here riding around riding around in the trunk of a fucking SUV? Right. Calm down. <laughs> right. <laughs> So um, I'm like unsure like the next part because like my kids were losing their fucking minds. But all I see, all I saw was like a black screen where it said, Dr. Now tested Steven's blood. He had a large amount of opiates in it and Mm -hmm. he kicked Steven out of the program. 
was it during his like vis like when he went did they take blood and then when he tested it it was like oh this is like 80 percent oxy <laughs> i mean I, they must have it must have been when he went and was stinking up the joint and they probably ran a battery of like blood tests on him but he was fucking zooted when he got there that's why he was so chill because he was fucking yeah. high yeah i always feel like like in all the episodes i've seen him in i feel like he's the most chill when it seems like he's probably high yeah like he lets people say things like at one point his dad was holding up his arm and shit and like don't you want this to go away and i was like steven's taking that very calmly like Somebody jiggling my arm fat would not go down like that. So. No. He could barely keep his eyes open. Yeah. And so, all right. So then what happens is we see Steve, Steven and he's cleaning up the apartment. Now, I just want to set the scene for you guys. Steven Wait. has a lanyard keys. He has a lanyard keys on it. And there's also handcuffs attached yeah. to these keys. Mm-hmm. He's got a camo hat, I think it is. And it's turned backwards. Yeah, it's some kind of sports, like a Yankee hat, but it's like a funky camo print. Yeah. And he's got... Sideways. Sideways, yeah. not backwards. Oh, sideways. Which and, is worse than backwards. <laughs> and he's walking around his apartment talking about... He, he doesn't mention anything about getting kicked out of the program for the opiates. He is walking around the house saying that this is how he gets exercise and he wants to clean up because his lady is coming over. And the thing he said was, it's been hard living life without drugs. Yeah, because it's hard to get around. And I was like, well, have you been living life without drugs? Because it just said, the screen just said that you weren't. Right. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, but I'm doing my own thing. I like to clean now. I'm getting a little exercise. So that's, you know, double duty. And, you know, I'm just trying to make the place a little bit more comfortable and and have it smell better. And he did. Yeah, he did say smell better. You know, Steven's always lighting candles and shit. (laughs) Because he, Steven knows. He fucking knows. Okay. He knows. So I got whiplash because like the next few were like this came out of nowhere. Then he goes, yeah, you know, because I've got a girlfriend and she's coming to take me to live with her and her 13 year old daughter in and Iowa. her 13 year old daughter. And then he tells the just romantic meet <laughs> you yeah. about how she came from Iowa to Houston and she stayed in her own hotel smart woman that's the only smart decision we've heard her make (laughs) she stayed in her own hotel got a car for her man yeah like she said an uber like what does he mean she said the car did she (laughs) did she pretty woman you what what are you saying (laughs) (laughs) we got a stretch limo and then he says the rest is history and he starts wagging his eyebrows that's yeah he says i got there the rest is history i flutter and he's that's what the flutter eyes are fluttering at me i'm like steven but here's what here's 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 what the real problem is okay yeah well first of all before we get there kara your parents were divorced right uh yeah princess thanks for bringing that up But yeah, you're no, fine. You got a limited two wardrobe. Shut up. You are fine. <laughs> and, and I mean, your sisters are much older than you. I'm assuming yeah. that for a large part of time, it was just you and your mom. I'm yeah. imagining your mom being like, listen, we need to go pick up this guy I met 
and he's going to be your new daddy. And by the way, he weighs about 500 pounds, doesn't smell very good. And he's been on TV as a screaming fat man on a TLC show. Uh, and he doesn't own a pair of shoes. He, yep. he went over to that hotel with, with no, no shoes, shoes. on prison. <laughs> <laughs> he and went he, over to the extended stay with no she, shoes. With no shoes. And she let that man hit it. No, she hit him. He didn't. He he doesn't. <laughs> he can't stand up for a long time. <laughs> I mean, he can't. He doesn't uh, like support his body weight. Come on. I uh, God. Um, she had to get on top no, of him. I would have set the house on fire. I'd have been <laughs> like, "Y'all can just take me to juvie right now because I'm getting a gas can and it's over." So, I, Stephen is. He's like, "I've you know I've never lived with a teenager, but it'll be fine." I'm like. You think you're gonna be the one adjusting? No, she's gonna be- right. This is her worst fucking nightmare. Like oh. Stephanie, and then he says that he's excited to move in with Stephanie because she's gonna be cooking for him, and because he, um, she doesn't believe in frozen foods and frozen meals. She only believes in home cooked meals. And then, then, then tell everybody what he says. Tell everybody what he said, Princess. <sighs> I'm going to tell him what he said, and I'm going to tell him what you said. Uh, <laughs> he says, but I'm not going to be focused on food. I'm only going to be focused on sex. And remember, there's a lot of confusion over which episode we're supposed to watch. And so I text you, did you watch an episode in which Stephen Asaki said <laughs> Dave's not going to focus on food? He was going to focus on sex. And you said, and then I said, and if you did, are you okay? And you said, yes, and I've had a headache ever since. <laughs> And I have one right now. Just, okay, okay. And I'm not going to pretend like I don't think, like, I actually don't know if Steven's ever had any other relationship. When he was in the 300s and shit like that, it's very possible uh, he, you know, he's had relationships, but he doesn't, he has never talked about them. And so I think... It is quite possible, although I don't know for sure, it is quite possible he lost his virginity in that extended stay. Well, here's something that he would say online all the time was that he was gay and that he was attracted to men. Well, Prior- interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So, you know, get it. You know, lo- love is love, you know. Love okay, Portia. Anyway, so, <laughs> so he says his dad and Justin don't like this, probably because he called him and said, I'm getting married. And they've been calling him a whore and a prostitute because she's so, so hot. Yeah. And no one could believe he could get her. Uh, beside, and But she's the total opposite of a prostitute. She's a massage therapist. <laughs> I don't think he knew what he was saying. <laughs> no, and it's not funny because massage therapy should be compared to sex work, but it's like, is that why in your mind would that be the total opposite of a yeah. and like plenty of people like massage therapists like have to like explain to people that no, I'm not like this isn't a wink wink nudge nudge. I'm literally yeah. here to massage you please stop like right. people getting that so but it's just as i don't think he realized the the way that sentence was constructed was very much like uh i don't know it felt like an arrested development like scene yeah 
<laughs> where like what's the the never knew dude was like she's not yeah. a prostitute she's a massage therapist exactly <laughs> and then we get a scene of her like jacking somebody off and and him being like yeah that's her specialty it helps right with exactly the glands and whatnot yeah that it seemed like it's it seemed like somebody wrote that for a fucking punchline um <laughs> but so you know he's he loves her and well is well, uh, he say he, did he not say that he says porn stars don't take your money so he says porn stars take your money they don't give you money and gifts and beautiful homes in iowa and have you move in yeah and i want to talk about that beautiful home in iowa because we find out it's a townhouse and that is not what i was not now i know people are listening right now they're, they're ready to type me up a little note talking about a townhouse is a beautiful home it is a townhouse is fucking fine but when someone tells me they have a beautiful home in iowa i'm thinking I don't know. I'm thinking of this big house on like a lot of land and shit. I am not thinking of a townhouse. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. What we, what the next time we see him, he's getting married and he's gotten married as soon as he got into Iowa. A month later. Yeah. And he's wearing shoes. Could you tell, or was he, did she just like put some black socks on him? I've decided he was wearing shoes. I've decided that he got some shoes for his wedding day. Okay. It was a fuzzy video though, but this, I just choose to believe in shoes. Um, Gosh, she goes everywhere. No shoes. Uh, So, and there are also some videos of them. I guess this is when everyone was like, Stephen Asante is engaged or videos of him online. They're Uh hugging. Her face is blurred though. So I was like, uh, y'all still together? Because why did she yeah. sign a release? Oh, exactly. I just, ugh, Lord, Lord. Well, all right. So then, that's when we get we go back to Rhode Island, and Steve and Stephen Senior and Justin are packing up his shit because they're like, she's he's her problem now. This is what they always wanted for Stephen to be somebody else's fucking problem. Hmm. Justin says I don't know what she wants to do with him but you know what (laughs) that's on her (laughs) Justin and again they're asking Justin all these fucking questions like I don't know I don't know what she does over there I don't know if he's married or not or he he up and moved to Iowa and I ain't seen him and I don't care Justin Mm -hmm. is so but you know the dad is packing descended to to um to Iowa I mean he's he's such a fucking dad he's like I'm gonna stack these boxes I'm gonna go outside you bring the boxes when you bring the last box come out because we gotta get there before it before the place closes it was it was like five boxes and like only one of them was big the other three were like the size like smaller than a shoe box yeah and and like (laughs) Like when I go home to see my family, my dad's always like, all right, we got to go to Walmart. We got to go to the cable company because I got to pay my bill and I don't have any stamps. So I'm going to go stand in this fucking line at the cable company and pay a bill. You want to come in? Like, no, I'll just sit here. (laughs) All right. Okay. So then when we do that, then we got to go past your nieces. Like, I'm like, yo, what is all this this to do that we're doing right now? It sounds right. like you send a couple of text messages and pay it online and just live your life. But you know, it was such a dad moment. So 
they packed up the stuff and then they're going to junk the rest of it. Um, Steven isn't really talking to them. They're not really, you know, I guess, listen, I blame Steven for a lot of things, but uh, they keep calling his, his newly wife a prostitute. And I guess, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't talk to you either. <laughs> right. How are you and the prostitute doing? How's oh <laughs> they they said, what did they say? Oh, this is what happened. Steven reached out to him on social media, Justin, and he says, I blocked Steven, I blocked his wife, and I blocked his wife's daughter. And the daughter. <laughs> and the daughter. And she's watching this going, I wasn't gonna try to contact you, Justin. I was not trying to contact you. But he was just like, No, I'm blocking all of you. I don't. Do you know what compels Stephen to keep reaching out to Justin, even though Justin's very clear he hates him? Uh, is this like a hypothetical or not a hypothetical? Is this? Do you have an answer to it? Because I don't. Girl, I don't. I don't. I, don't, I just want to know like what you think he's doing. Like, do you do you think he's so up and down that like when he's really mad, he's like fuck that's fuck Justin forever. And then when he's a little down, he's like, let me see if Justin will write back to me on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, I think a part of it is just like, he gets lonely. Yeah. And I think a part of it is that he gets a reaction or he thinks he can Mm. because he's used to that dynamic. Um, I think he probably reaches out to Justin a lot when he wants to feel better about himself yeah um and yeah i mean the dynamic is so messed up but you know i mean how many messed up dynamics have we seen people be in that they like can't get themselves out of right and they're just continuing the cycle not justin justin's blocking motherfuckers left and right boundaries justin Justin boundaries asante justin was blocking that little girl's friends anybody basically justin blocked every person on that little girl's friends list as if her friends want to contact him right i don't know he's just he's over it um (laughs) so finally we get one last zoom call with doctor or it's probably skype call with doctor now um he says that steven contacted him Mm -hmm. and not years four years into the journey Four years into the journey. So that that first two part um two part thing was no no no. The first episode was one year. The second episode was two, it was the second year, the third episode was a third. And at this point, it's been four years since they met and two years since he's seen Doc uh um Justin. Doctor Now. Yeah. yeah. And it's been like a year and a half since he talked to Justin because yeah. Justin don't have no Justin Justin is not Justin's just not in your program doctor now he's, he's he don't give never a fuck was. he never was from day from the first day that he turned that that little love seat to the window and put his phone up so he could watch you through it he is not seeing it for you ever mm. <laughs> not calling him <laughs> boundaries so <laughs> but you know. Doctor now calls Steven, and the last time he saw him, he was about five fifty. He looks like a stressed out mother of four. <laughs> like her hair is like just all over the place. She's on the brink of a divorce. She is like I think about he just got out of a fight, Kara. I just think 
Like, yeah. I think he contacted doctor now because as he tells us, cause he's like, he's not sure about his weight. He's talking too fast about that. He, he, doctor now, anytime doctor now asks questions of patients that are none of his business, he sounds like someone is operating him, but he asks mm-hmm. him about his marriage and if that's a good thing. And Steven goes back and forth, up and down, all around. And yep. it, he says everything, but it all boils down to, I think that woman wants to leave him and she's yeah. like figuring he, it he, out. He's yeah. It's clear that like they're on the brink of divorce. Steven's like, let me figure out some sort of contingency plan or a place to say, so, Oh, I guess I want to lose weight again. Exactly. Exactly. And he's saying that like, so even Dr. Donald says, Oh, are you getting a divorce? And he goes, no, no, no. Well, it's not in my, it's not my choice. It's not up to me. And I'm like, what is all that? No, for you can't force someone to stay married to you. I think that woman told him to call doctor now because he's got to get out of her house. Yeah. 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 I mean, the fact that he was like, well, you know, I think I'll probably just move to Houston anyway. And, you know, maybe we can take a little break or, you know, maybe if she wants to divorce me, then I guess I won't have a choice, but you know, I just like, he's acting like he's being so altruistic (laughs) and that he's like doing this to better himself and the marriage. And it's like, no, your ass is about to get kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. And Dr. Now makes him show him his body. His legs look terrible. It looks like he's been sitting on that couch, right? So mm-hmm. his legs are all swollen and stuff. And, and and he's like, well, how's your stomach? Because in terms of like skin. And he's like, oh, it's bothering me. It's sitting on my legs and stuff. And he shows his doctor now. And doctor now is like, uh, that doesn't look like skin. That's actual fat. <laughs> yeah. And, and you said, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago, but you said doctor now has the innate ability to look at you and know how much you're going to weigh. So. Carnival Barker, <laughs> doctor now. I don't want to go nowhere near doctor now because he ain't going to yell out my weight on the street. No, thank you. Listen. <laughs> um, Cause yeah, he starts off by trying to say like, oh, I think, you know, doctor now says, well, when I last saw you, you will, you weighed five fifty, And he's like, yeah, I think I'm probably about there now, like maybe five eighteen. And doctor now's like, when was the last time you weighed yourself? And he's like, oh, you know, like two or three months ago. And then when he shows his body, he's like, I think you might be like seven to 800 pounds now. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and he's probably right. He's never wrong when he looks at him and goes, I think you're probably six. Uh, yeah. He, he he's probably right um he says so basically steven says he's up to his old tricks he says the word manipulative like 20 times <laughs> he's back on the sauce again and by yeah. that i mean pizza sauce yeah 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 he's he's eating pizza four times a day his wife cooks meals and he just will not eat them because he's manipulative yeah and he gets his dad to his dad still buying it for him he four to five pizzas a day i would be over it too um and then doctor now had the nerve to ask do you eat large quantities what did he just tell you doctor now yes yeah what do you yeah (laughs) i think the other thing is is that like steven's not a food addict the way he thinks he is because if he were so many people on this on this show would eat the meal the girl prepared 
eat some cereal, eat a pizza. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. Stephen has a very specific uh, attachment to pizza, and it makes him feel a very specific way. Um, yeah. He does not eat other food. He doesn't like, you know, he. it's not just like, oh, is she cooking bacon in there? I'm, re- oh, I can't wait. No, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad, can I get some Domino's? Uh-huh. Um, he also says he's been causing all the problems there. And when I thought of it, I was like, oh my God, that 13-year-old fucking girl. And this guy's in there. You know, we know he screams. We know he threatens to call the police on people. Uh-huh. We know he he'll be like, listen, broad. <laughs> I was just about to say, how many times do you think he's called that 13-year-old broad? I don't know. Maybe he's called her Sweetie Pie the way he called Princess Sweetie Pie when he was he was like, we just want to see the proof, Sweetie Pie. <laughs> I don't I, I, I don't know. Like, if thir- 13 is like the worst age anyway. Everything's terrible at 13. Literally. And then this too. And even though her mom's blurred out on this show, she's not blurred out online when they're doing it. When, when, when she's like Steven's kind of laying back on her and she's kind of like uh, cupping him from behind, like spooning him from behind and going, you yeah. love me? And they're kissing and shit. That's your mom, bro. That <laughs> is your mom doing 03 Bonnie and Clyde with Steven fucking Asante. <laughs> like, I don't even want to know what her Instagram DMs look like. With kissing. The kids. Ugh. Kissing his head that probably hasn't been washed. Oh my and god! It, oh god! Okay, okay. And and thirteen is is oh absolutely an age where you're very conscious of what you look like and what you smell like, and you've got this huge stinky man in your house. Yeah. I, I he's pulling out his own hair. Your first name basis with the fucking pizza man. So I, I was in a Chipotle once and saw my pizza delivery guy and it was awkward. Because <laughs> we, we kind of like locked eyes. I was like, shit. Yes, I'm going to get Chipotle, man. <laughs> but I'm just like, you know the guy. Uh, I'm sure. I'm just sure like they live in Iowa. Even the biggest city in Iowa. I'm sure that this is a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I just, I mean, I've never seen that girl's face, but I'm just like, I feel all the feelings I have are for her. And, uh, and also she's being raised by a whack job. And I don't say that lightly, but your mom's a whack job, boo. And I, I want to talk about mental illness in a better way, but I don't know how to describe a woman with a young daughter in the house that gets in it in a Facebook live and sends a chat that says, I would like to get to know you to fucking Steven Asante, then drives down, gets her a room at an extended stay, sends an Uber for him, rocks his fucking world on hotel furniture, and then moves his ass up to Iowa. I don't yeah. know. No, that's it's whack, wacky behavior. Yeah, I don't. And so you're being raised by a woman like that. And this man, I just, I just have all the feelings in the world for that girl. And mm-hmm. do you know that they break up? Um, I think they might be a. No, I think he did get a divorce. Okay. I think he did. Okay, good for the girl, for the little girl. That's that's the person I'm worried about. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only reason he's not on um, pay meds right now is because she won't let him, and he has no way to get some. Hmm. Uh. 
so yeah, Dr. Now says, Stephen, you never change. And, <laughs> and then he asks him, um, do you ever wear a shirt? And even Stephen had to laugh at that. He's like, no, dog, I, I don't. I, I don't wear a shirt. I don't wear a shirt. <laughs> Dr. Now just saying shit. Dr. Now is no longer a medical professional. He has told Stephen he stinks. He has told Stephen that he needs a shirt. He has told Stephen he looks raggedy. He's, <laughs> he's really done it all. Um, yeah. We get a, a little like a talking head of Dr. Now saying that, listen, you know, it is what it is. And I think, you know, we've done everything we can for the Asante brothers and we're done with them. And I was yep. like, same bitch, I'm done with them too. <laughs> so, so tell me updates from TikTok. Okay. So, okay. So it appears that unless they got a divorce, excuse me, re- more recently, as of December, they were still living an hour and a half away each other from each other, but they were still together, but an like an hour estranged. and a half away from each other. Yeah um what she look like tell me like give me a a person that would play her in a like a movie um oh charlie's theron and monster go ahead tell no. me <laughs> <laughs> no 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 she i couldn't tell you who she looks like but i could tell you she looks like a woman who would be cast on a lifetime christmas movie <laughs> Okay, I see but it. I see she it. She also it. kind of looks like a woman who goes to, like, like as a she would be like the bad woman in Lifetime, mm. but she also kind of looks like a woman who would go to like a Juggalo concert or like a oh, Kid Lord. Rock concert. Okay, like there's 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 that kind of vibe going. Oh, okay, okay. So that she's like a little edgy for Iowa. A little edgy. She's she's big on the eyeliner. Okay. Um, yeah, is she, she beautiful? Like Justin says. I mean, like uh, Stephen says. Um, she's not bad looking. She's definitely many steps higher up than Stephen, right? Significantly. Oh yeah, no doubt okay. about that. So we know she needs therapy too. Got it. Yeah. So, um, what did I find? Okay, so. Steven, oh, this yeah, article also said that they met on YouTube Live. Oh, well, that makes that makes sense though. Yeah. So um Steven has taken back to his influencer lifestyle. Mm. He is on Cameo. Oh, oh. He, um, <laughs> Carol, is, we know what you're getting for your next birthday. I'm thinking, like, your birthday's coming up next. I um, refuse to tell you when my birthday is. So. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to tell me, Princess. You don't have to tell me. Um, so, I, I also, okay, he is definitely high. He's definitely on drugs. Yeah. He's mm. definitely not doing well in that arena. And he has lost um several teeth oh. one of his one of his big teeth oh um one most of the ones up top are gone um so yeah and he appears to be with 
somebody in these videos, but there was one video where I don't know if this woman knew him or not, or just saw him somewhere, but she was like taking a selfie video. So you can see half of her face and all of his face. And he is clearly really high. Uh Um, So, yeah, I mean, he's not doing well. He's not doing well. Okay. That, that about, like, I imagine that's what it is. Um, I also think he probably got back on this show for a payment. I don't know what they pay the people on this show. I mean, they have to pay them something. Um, oh, you know what I found? What? Steven, no, excuse me. Justin did a, an ask me anything on Reddit a year ago. Oh. And somebody said, I know that they, cause you remember how I tweeted the other day? Like how did the executives decide to film the participant bathing in the beginning of every episode so somebody made a comment of that they found out that the participants get paid extra if they film that scene and steven said that he refused to yeah justin justin said that he refused to do that scene they asked him to and he refused it that absolutely sounds like justin justin felt it seemed like he was at gunpoint the entire time so like he did not want to be there and he maintains that he showers 20 to 30 minutes every single day okay sure i i can believe that he can get around pretty well i think his legs something's going on with his leg he's bow-legged in a way yeah Um, but he he gets around pretty well i don't i don't see like i don't think he's in there for 30 minutes but i'm sure that he showers every day um yeah Oh, they get paid extra. That's interesting. I want, like, I'm sure it's out there because there's been so many lawsuits, but I, I would like to know the, the amount you get paid to be on the show. I would like to as well. Um, <clears throat> he did also say that they don't pay for the apartments. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, which I think is not surprising. Um, and they do pay for the medical transport. He said that I like I don't want to quote him exactly because but I can't remember but he said that he didn't want to do another 30 hour trip back to Houston sure he mentioned something about getting a first class ticket or asking for one I think and maybe they were or something like that yeah 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 yeah. because that that trip to Houston is always like a a storyline plot yeah they love that trip to Houston. They love to lay somebody on the flatbed of a fucking truck and drive them to fucking Houston. <laughs> you know what I mean? I only saw one where a woman flew and it personally, I would rather be in the flatbed truck because it was, it looked humiliating. I, I'm, I'm sure it's very uncomfortable and you know how people are like, please. Like, yeah. it, I mean, it would, I, yeah, it would be humiliating. I, I, I think people confronted her. She also had a camera. Like, I just, uh, so yeah, put me in a flat bed and drive me and drive and stop at Arby's on the way because I'm going to need it. So, (laughs) but that's so good that he, that, so I wonder if his hobby shop and all that shit is still going, if he's still laundering money for the Russians or the mob or, you know. I mean, as of a year ago, he said he was, he said, and clearly this was like very new into COVID. He's like, oh, you know, I shut my store down for nine days because of COVID. Mm. Um, 
you know, I'm sure that lasted much longer. But and the funny thing about it is that like that hobby shop is absolutely one that could be run on a website. It's exactly like he could do e-commerce easily. Like source the, like, I don't know what the margins are, but I bet you, I bet you that overhead on that fucking store is wild. You could like run an e-commerce site do a bunch of branding. I'm Justin from my 600 pound life. Every time you buy a model airplane, you're sticking it to Steven. Like you could, <laughs> you could do something like that. And yet here he is with, a, I think he just really wanted to play at having a store. Yeah. I mean, that store was essentially a warehouse anyway. So, yeah. and he also said that his dad is retired, but he drives Uber Oh my god! Just for funsies, I guess. For pizza, that's what he does it for. <laughs> oh my god! No, so now I'm even more upset. So these pizzas you're fucking sending, you got to drive Uber for that. Got, I mean, got to. He's not gonna dip into his Roth IRA and his retirement funds for what? Oh my 80, god! Eighty bucks a day on pizza. Oh, 80 bucks a day on pizza. I would think of that pizza. Every pizza would be like, oh, I got to drive for like an hour to, to like get this, I don't know, $12.99 or whatever the fuck. It's Domino's. They, they always have a fucking sale. This pizza, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Oh. <sighs> I'm going to get pizza this weekend because they're having a 49% off sale. <laughs> <laughs> we just had pizza tonight. And guess what? I got a free pizza in the hole. And so, <laughs> but... We only order pizza once a week and the most anyone can have is two slices. Yeah. And I used to let them have three slices if they really, really wanted it. But after the Steven shit, I was like, no, we got to get to two guys because you can't. <laughs> <laughs> like today, Listen, Buddy was like, it- please, can I have a third slice? I was like, no. Have you not <laughs> seen what mommy's been watching on TV? You can't have all that pizza. Yeah, you can't have such happy memories around this pizza, too, because that's where they get fucked up, you know? No. So every time I give a pizza, I'm going to yell a little bit. And this, right. this way, they'll be like, I don't want any more pizza. Right. Like eventually. Okay, Kara, do you have anything else you want to say about, because this is the last time I'm talking about Steven Asante. We're done with him. <laughs> He's done. Um. No, I did want to say, I just had like one editor's note from last week is that mm-hmm. you guys did not really get into the golf cart situation he but, fell! <laughs> but no he chose to fall princess oh. i have run that beautiful bean footage back so many times <laughs> okay. I it back. he released both of his hands at the same time he did that on purpose and here's what really fucking gets me is that he just yells out call so he has such a short. <laughs> he just has such a short hand for the emergency abusing emergency services that he can just say call, and that means call the ambulance. That means call nine one one. Yeah, you are correct, Kara, because obviously they showed us this footage again today, and I was looking and I was like, his hands aren't even on the fucking thing. He's yeah. like, he's essentially daring himself to fall, and yeah. and also. I still do not believe that fall was that painful. And the reason is because they slowed it down for me today. And I was like, yeah, he just, he basically slid and bounced. And I'm not saying that it didn't hurt because it, it will probably hurt any of us, but 
we would all just be embarrassed and we'd be like, damn, my ass hurts. And then we just move on with our lives. He waited until they got practically like 90% up that little hill and then was like, <laughs> really sounds <laughs> cool. Cool. <laughs> and he was holding his head. Remember he was holding his head and yeah. like from anything I saw, he didn't hit his head. It, thank you. Why are you holding your forehead, dog? You <laughs> fell on your back. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> and like I said last week, it was very obvious that he was not hurt because as soon as Steven Sr. was like, listen, dog, they can't get no closer. You got to have to stand up. Yep. Even stood up. <laughs> he yep. just walked over there. I was like, what the fuck? You've been on the, you've had to be on the ground for 30 minutes, probably, bro. And yep. you just stood up like it was nothing and right. walked your ass over there. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I oh. mean, you know what? If Steven can't, if they don't do any more updates, but they should not do any more updates with Steven unless something big, 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 big happens. And if they do, do not call Justin. Do not call him. <laughs> but if he can't do that, he should fall in grocery stores. <laughs> Shouldn't he? I gotta go. <laughs> Go. Wouldn't he make a good fall? Wouldn't he make a good slip and fall, dude? Like oh he just goes like he just falls down. Like, because if you don't know it's Steven Asante and he's just a big guy who just fell, you're like, oh shit, man. That like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I had come up upon them standing over him while he was lying on the ground holding his head, screaming, call, call, I would have been like, y'all are gonna call. He looks like he's in terrible pain. He yeah. should like, he should like. Go to Disney and fall. That's what you should do. No, wait. Disney has too many like cameras. They they they're on to us. Go to like yeah. don't go to, have to go to either. the Food Lion. Yeah, go to the Food Lion. Go to a Planet Fitness. Go someplace and just fall and like act your way out of it, and then maybe you'll get your big break. Per- bye, prison. <laughs> Carrie, you can't leave. You have to tell people where to find you. <laughs> Kara, please tell the people where to find you you can't run out yet (laughs) if you would like to listen to my podcast you can everywhere it's called everyone's business but mine you can follow me on twitter at Kara b tweets you can follow the podcast instagram at everyone's business but mine if you have any complaints about what was said (laughs) and tweet at okay then princess thank you so much can't tweet at me guys i don't even look at my phone doesn't even like the notifications don't even come up i have it on silent <laughs> like the whole world could be going to shit and i wouldn't even fucking know it and if you do tweet me some bad feedback i just like mute you and keep it moving because i just don't have time for it i really don't have time for it if you have something very serious to tell me you can email me at hello at bypumpkinpodcast.com but guys if it's some bullshit, I will ignore it. I just will. It's 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 in my blood, just like falling down from Stephen's blood. I'm good. Okay, <laughs> Kara, thank you for coming. Problem. Call if you got a problem. Just call. <laughs> call. Call. <laughs> Bye, Kara. Bye, princess. <laughs>